Hey there, folks. This, again, is Brock, producer of the Sprocket Podcast, and I am introducing you to yet another Zoom happy hour conducted in part with the Sprocket Podcast and Pedal Shift. And this time around, we talked about how is your bike helping you through all of this. So without further ado, except to say, check out the Sprocket Podcast at thesprocketpodcast.com and Pedal Shift at pedalshift.net. Enjoy the chat. All right, recording, recording. Sibilance, sibilance. Check two, check, check. I can't remember it was Tom Hanks who did that in some movie. A mere couple of moments away from going live. 77% battery. Hmm, hopefully this will work. This seems like a bad idea to go live without it, but... 15 seconds to live. Don't have time! We're battery-operated! We are battery-operated tonight! <laughs> Uh, all right, here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth edition of the Sprocket Shift Happy Hour Extravaganza. I'm Tim Mooney of the Pedal Shift Project. Thanks so much for joining. I've got, let's see, uh, Guthrie. Hello, sir. How are you tonight? Oh, wow, well, we've got some new faces here tonight. Hello, Lisa. Good Hi. to see you again. I haven't seen you since last summer. I know, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Let me... Uh, up the up the, my volume so I can hear folks. Uh, Kimberly, I think I saw you. There you are. Hello. Kimberly and I are actually separated tonight because she had to go back to D.C. for a few things. So this is kind of fun. Guthrie, can you hear me? And or can you speak? Hmm. Let me try to get you. Well, let's see. Mark, hello. Good to see you. And let's see. We're still waiting on our usual ragtag gang of the usual suspects i believe aaron said that he was going to be on the later side tonight and let's see we've got of course brock who should be joining us in a little bit too so uh the way these things usually go is we've got a topic for the evening tonight's topic is what has your bicycle uh done for you in gestures broadly all of this um (laughs) it could be one of them any different things uh i've got i've got my idea for uh that um we also like to share what we're drinking i am uh, once again tapping into the sierra nevada let's see glare let's see if we can get the glare off of that sierra nevada pale ale because i'm in west virginia and beer beers of quality are bit a little bit uh, hard to come by so here i am with the the good go-to here um guthrie i cannot hear you i'm not sure if you are here at all are you here at all i am here at all you are there you are welcome good to see you again yeah i forgot to take the fader up on the board i was like what's going on <laughs> i'm i'm three quarters through the beer but usually that doesn't de- deter me too much exactly we've only done this four times you know you figure we'll figure this out at some point um uh how are you tonight what are you drinking uh, I'm having a Pyramid Outburst Imperial IPA. Well done. See, being in the uh, land of sunshine and bunnies, you never have to worry about getting good beers. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of good beer out there. Um, it There's definitely places where it's slimmer pickings. I was watching this really fun like beer video about uh, like cheap beer versus expensive beer on YouTube. Just one of those like holes i found myself in this week and um yeah i uh i think there's a lot of good beer to be had even if it's not necessarily the most expensive out there in the world agreed agreed brock salem 
Oregon. I hear it's not so bad. Wait, you just dropped off. Where'd you go? You were there. I made a funny. He was like, whoops, wrong, wrong party. Oh, he's there, but he's, he's muted. So let me unmute him. There's so many people here right now. Hi, everybody. I know. Hey. Thanks for hey, joining. Sorry, guys. How are you, sir? I'm oh, doing okay. Yeah, you may be able to see uh, the sun is brighter than it's been in some time. And the leaves are on the trees now for the first time in a long time. It's been a long winter in my mind. It's been a long time since I rocked and rolled. Oh, dude, you're, you're a, it's a fireside chat. Yeah, I literally, uh, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd shift it around, mix it up tonight. How nice. uh, I've been, I'm in the midst of um, a Star Wars-a-thon since uh, Kimberly's not here this weekend. I've decided to do the, uh, the films in chronological order, and I'm deep into episode two right now, which means, oh my God, please make it stop. <laughs> You'll have to let me know. How does that go for you? Because I'm curious about the transition from number three to number four, A New Hope. I've always felt like it's, uh, it's a little clunky, and it gives away a lot of the secrets. Well, it, it, now that we've got two movies in between, it can kind of help. You can actually go, you got to go solo and you got to go Rogue One and then Wait, you go so to four. Are you doing all of the, including those? So not just the-, uh, the All theatrical the, releases, yes. Trilogy of trilogies, but everything that ties into the story. Okay. The whole, the whole, the whole shebang. So you've got, you've got your solo, you've got your Rogue One and uh, am I missing one? Nope, that's it. That's but it. Just, so it goes the, to show that, you know, we could, we could have people around us that love us so much and yet they will not. They will not join us for twelve or fourteen hours of movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna unmute Kimberly so she can tell you how how happy she is that she is not uh, being subjected to all of this. Tell Kimberly, us do you have Kimberly. something to say about that? I'm trying to find you. Uh, <laughs> I can't find you. What do you mean you can't find me? Oh, you can hear me. <laughs> not, well, because you were muted before. Oh yeah, I couldn't find you because I had Zoom up and other things. There you are. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Uh, did you hear what we were saying about Star Wars and how uh, you're vaguely, not being I was kind of tuned out with the Star Wars, but then you asked a question. So I was scrambling to find you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was well, the I'm question? Gonna... I'm sure it was really important. Uh, do you the love question... him like you did at the Lake of Naboo? <laughs> do I he what? doesn't even know what that means. It's okay. That's super inside joke. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the answer's no. <laughs> wait uh, no the answer is supposed to be yes but anyway oh yes okay all right i'm putting you back on mute thanks bye. for making me bye okay uh, <laughs> all right so uh anyways uh i believe aaron's gonna be joining us a little bit later because it looked like he was uh uh retrofitting building out cleaning up a a, a fat biked uh surly i think he's doing some some new things with his bike so i think we're gonna hear with a nice poor that. tour rack yeah Looks like it. Looks like it. So who knows? Maybe he's got some adventures getting lined up here. But tonight's topic is, as I mentioned before at the top of the show, uh, what about your bike is helping you get through gestures broadly, all of this? And um, Brock, since you're on my screen, do you have do you have an answer for that? Man, I, I tell you what, I, I think I would probably be a little happier if I had better access to my bike. And um, I, as some people know, I've been in the middle of moving houses and it's not as big of a move as the last one. This is just across town. But, um, you know, when you move and then when you move into the new place, you put all your stuff in a pile and you sort it out for like three or four weeks. That's where I'm, I'm at like week one of that right now. And so all my, all my bicycle stuff and my bikes are there, but they're all kind of in this, um, <clears throat> uh, pile that lacks motivation. <laughs> and so I need to figure out how to sort it out. And then of course, all of this gesturing broadly, um, <clears throat> I've got my own, uh, I've, I've got my thoughts about like, you know, what should I do? What, uh, what's, 
uh, good for me, what's good for other people around me, that sort of thing. And so I think some of that combined with a penchant for laziness uh, leads to me being, well, uh, I guess I'll just kind of sit at home and, and look at boxes that I won't unpack. So yeah, that's, uh, I, I am looking forward to it. Maybe, maybe this, I think uh, confession they say is good for the soul. So maybe it's like, if I say that now, people will know uh, that he's got bikes and piles. And if I still have bikes and piles next time we do this, uh, shame on me. Shame. We'll, 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 do, we'll do the full on shame. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Coincidentally enough, um, I have a bicycle that's in the midst of moving as well. And that is uh, my brother is moving across uh, uh, Portland from one end to the other. And uh, my, my gr- bike, the Green Goblin, is, is going with him tomorrow, moving from one garage to another. And I will not is be that there right? to witness it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't even think about that until you started mentioning that. So yes, one of my bikes is in the midst of an Oregon move as well. So can we give away your favorite, uh, your favorite uh, hangout that was near the old place? Oh, keys. Absolutely. I think, yeah. I think you've shared it before. Right. And yes. three, have you been there? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell us a bit about it. Cause I've never been, I was, I live super close to it. Never, never got, I think it was relatively new and I got busy and then I just never got into it. So. Yeah, uh, Keys is a lounge that was created by the creators also of Radio Room, which is on Alberta Street. Uh, One of the great things is that they like to do a very uh, heavy tie-in to the music that they play at each venue. So one of the notable things about Keys is that uh, not only are their keys kind of um, built into the bar, but they have... DJs with records spinning live music uh, at least a few nights a week. Uh, so it's a good very spot to go loungy and catch vibe. Some records. Uh, yeah, yeah, big, big. Uh, a lot of like uh, old political bumper stickers around and vinyl, and it's just the, the it's a, just such a beautiful space. An old locksmith, uh, apparently. That's what that's what it uh, took over for in the gentrification of called, Alberta. Sure, right, right, right. In the long and every time taking an old shop and re- naming it like one word after whatever was there before. So very Portland, right? Um, and Twice the thing that Portland. my brother and I always do when we go there is, um, and, and uh, coincidentally, because I'm full of coincidences tonight, uh, we just, I, I do a, a Mooney family movie night through Jester's Broadly, all this. We do a, a midnight show, Eastern time, 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 6 a.m. Brussels time to get my cousin over in Brussels. Last Friday night, we did Better Off Dead. And if you've seen Better Off Dead and you know the $2 kid, now that's very, that's, that's famous. We all know the $2 kid. But there's a scene when uh, um, uh, Lane is fumbling for his, uh, the, the, the tools to get into his vehicle and he screams, Keys! So Kevin, and I do that all the time. every time we go to Keys. So that, that's our thing. But uh, anyways, thank you for sharing that. I really, I, I, think, uh, I think the bike will, uh, yeah, the, the bike will un unsully itself from your pile i think you you uh you're you're a a committed biker so i think you will well i think a lot of other people will share some things too that will uh that will lend credence to the idea that bikes are a useful tool in getting through all of this oh my gosh yes guthrie what about you what what i know man um all of this i know is uh delayed slash scuttled some of your plans with the bicycle what what's the bike doing to kind of uh be your be your thing now um (laughs) i mean to be honest it's been sitting in the garage a lot uh because i've been at home and trying to stay inside for the most part uh i think i think my feet and my legs are my bike right now i've been doing a lot of late night walks when everybody's asleep and that kind of stuff but i have ridden my bike less than once this week uh because i've mainly been posting up at 
Mount Mordor or what what have you. Um, is, yeah, just is it because to... the bike is mostly a uh, uh, a transportation device for you, and since you're not transporting yourself to places because we're doing our kind of stay in place kind of a thing, or or what? I don't know. Not to be all not not to be all therapist on you, but oh you know, no, you're what good. do you think? Um, I mean, I just so like a bit of background. Um, I a lot of stuff I had done earlier in life comes from a risk management uh, standpoint or risk management first. And so uh, that kind of bleeds into my own personal life as well. I used to do a lot of outdoor trips and guiding. Uh, and basically the name of the game was it doesn't matter what happens as long as, well, it does matter what happens, but at the very least you need to bring people out and then back from experiences, um, you know, fun third, safety first, that kind of deal. Uh, so I think it's, I've approached this and just as my knowledge and some of the research comes out about what's going on right now. Um, I just find myself in a position where I can play it and I'm fortunate to be able to, um, just be more isolated rather than less. Um, so I'm just kind of taking that approach right now, which, uh, in this case means that I'm biking less because of, um, yeah, just decreasing vector, that kind of thing. Sure, sure. I've I've read some really interesting stuff about folks saying that you know we shouldn't even be going out um, for, for from an exercise perspective, even for like long day rides, because of the risk. And you talked about risk management that you know we're exposing ourselves to a potential accident, and therefore that could have a, a, a impact on the health care system and things like that. Is that is that a factor for you, or what? What's uh, is it more just kind of on the personal vector perspective? Um, I think it's a bit more on the personal. There's been some study which has come out or studies have come out about sort of like particle effect and just how much distance we're getting a better idea of actually is effective in social distancing. I know there's a lot of information out there, um, but I'm hedging my bets on most of that. And so for me, that means if there's a street and there's people cycling on it, um, because I can, I try to not be out there if it's going to be in close contact with other folks, unless I'm gotcha. doing sort of more like crucial supply run type stuff. Um, yeah, less, less the global side of things, more just knowing that I have a personal choice and the ability to make it. Um, so as long as it's not impacting me, uh, too much, you know, the other way, I'm going to try to do that. Gotcha. In the words of the outdoor adventure industry, it's challenged by choice and I guess infection by choice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Challenged by choice. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's so many people out there that don't have that choice and I, count myself to be very fortunate as one who does um so i'm trying to do what i can with that yeah yeah i mean i obviously i'm pretty on record in the middle of a series on my podcast talking about my adventure on a bicycle but interestingly enough while it's it's amazing how we you know we joke about how every day is a year you know and how everything keeps changing around us you know as as i look back on when i did that trip it was all perfectly reasonable within um the set of circumstances that were there the national park service had the cno open except for uh the bathrooms and the water and in fact they had just shut those literally the day before i started to go out so there was still that opportunity the 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 uh, facilities were otherwise open the the um campsites and whatnot. So that was sort of a message to me that said, okay, this is okay if you do it right. And I talk about it on the podcast, if you care to listen to it about all the things that I went through to try to make sure that that was the case. And it was great, but it was really interesting. I thought I would be able to get on the bike and go and find a real escape like I usually do. And I found that it was really hard because um, the day users on the trail 
it, it was hard to kind of get away from and just just unplug completely because of there were more day users and just the constant reminder of everything around too. So it was really interesting. And it took until the third day when there was a pretty lousy bit of weather and there were far fewer people on the trail. And I was actually, it was much more like a normal kind of just cruddy riding day in the CNO for me, but it was good. And it, and it was, it was fun and it was a good way to do it. So long as you can kind of find ways to make sure that you're not doing anything stupid and not uh, spreading things and not catching things and all of that other kind of stuff, you know, um, you take the right precautions and go for it. But now Subsequently, the the park service has now officially closed those parks. Uh, or excuse it's a good me, thing you got out when you did. Well, you know, and and who knows how long that's going to be for. So, you know, I was thinking, okay, well, you know, I've got long weekends and other opportunities maybe to do some more touring here in the spring. But now that that's gone, that's such a huge resource for me. Yeah, It looks like, you know, where can one go on a bicycle is starting to narrow a little bit. But of course, we're also hearing that there's possibilities that some places are going to open things up more. So I think it's kind of a wait and see thing in terms of a touring perspective. And then you got to also be smart and, you know, weigh things. And I think Guthrie, you raised all the like, wow, you just came walking out of the mountain there. I don't know if anybody else saw that with this background. That was amazing and spooky and weird. Um, in any event, uh, I do think that the, that uh, what I haven't done, and it sounds like I thought I was going to be the one person who hadn't done this, but it sounds like that this has been more of the norm, and I'm looking forward to asking other folks in the room here to, about what they're doing with their bicycle. Um, my bike has been sitting on the repair rack for a while. I have actually not even done little spins around here. Um, and and that's been surprising to me. I, I specifically brought the bike out here to West Virginia uh, to do that. But for whatever reason, I'm I'm reticent to do that. And um, well, in any event, uh, that that that's something that I'm hoping to get, like you, Brock, get a little more inspiration uh maybe from folks and just to go out for little rides i know at least one of my listeners talked about doing little um uh round the block kind of trips in, in his own neighborhood and that while it's getting a little little old uh, at the same time it's sort of like getting out there and just getting on your bike can be really therapeutic at least just me getting out and walking the dogs out here um has been really therapeutic and i'm hoping to go for a hike on some of the trails that i've never hit around here um whether whether uh, related or whether whether willing so uh, yeah, as Aaron likes to say, it's no no trip is too short, and he he's quoting someone whose name I forget. Uh, was one of the Gladys Spikes folks, wasn't it? Sounds right. If that memory serves. Uh, I think you bring up a a good point about just the short out and around trips. Uh, there is one that I've been looking at, and I'm not sure how many cities it's launched in. Uh, we've talked about it a tiny bit on the Sprocket podcast, but that is the. Uh, bike tag groups and so bike tag is essentially somebody goes out takes a photo of a at least semi-identifiable public landmark and then if you know where that landmark is you go there yourself on a bike and take a photo and then they are officially tagged and you can go take a photo of a landmark that you find appreciation for um, so I've been really interested in plugging into bike tag as a way to get myself out of the house uh, you know and it's like completely contactless like uh, ah, that's great. It's no contact, but it's still social. You know, it's social, demented and sad, but social because that's tonight's movie for the Mooney Family Night. We're all we're plugging all into it here. Hey, Aaron Flores, I see that you're uh, here. Uh, we saw your sweet ride. Uh, on, uh, <laughs> I made it. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. So, as you know, tonight's topic is uh, 
what are you doing with your bike that is kind of helping you through all of this? And I know you've been hard at work. What's, what's, what's been your project? What's, your, what's been your riding like? What, what, are you doing? Um, what have I been doing with my bike? What haven't I done to my bike? <laughs> um, let's start with my main ride, uh, the Red Hair Among Horses. I have taken off the brake levers and shifters and installed the really fancy Gavinale brake levers and shifters. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. It's the official <laughs> official pronunciation of the uh, I, sprocket shift to happy hour. So I was at a I was at Velocult one time when I first expressed interest and the sales rep was there and he said, Yeah, it's Gavinale. But then I've heard other industry people pronounce it Jevenel. And so mm. I alternate. Um, anyways, I now, installed those. And <laughs> yeah, I installed those only to uninstall them and go back to my original setup. Project number one. Number one. <laughs> Project number two. I um, put new hinge clamps on the Brompton. And oh, they're nice and tell fancy. me about that. Oh, let me see if I can grab it. Sorry, folks. Uh, when Brompton nerds get together and, yeah. and we say, this is what happens. We, this is what happens. Uh, so, I, I, my, my Brompton is, is still interesting. In okay, here we go. I might get in trouble with, with Anna here for putting this up on the chair. But check this out. Oh, so, the nice, nice uh, black yeah. metal and this cool little hinge. But also, um, when you've got it released, there's a little spring in there. So it doesn't oh, have to, like nice. come back um, onto the hinge anymore. For folks that aren't familiar with Bromptons, that that hinge clamp is a really obviously it's it's really important. It literally holds the bike together when you fold it into riding position. But what's really fascinating about Bromptons, as well engineered and well built as they oh, are, so the stock so stuff is really plasticky and weird, and and the hinge clamp is no different. And that one looks really nice and and custom and cool. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also ordered new wheels for the back rack, but uh, I only ordered one set, and you need two sets or two pairs, you know, four wheels for that. So waiting on those. Um, and then just today, I occupied my time by installing Jones bars on the Pugsley and a nice. uh, Soma Porter rack, which yeah, it, it rides very Dutchy actually. <laughs> it's it's going to be my most upright bike. What uh, is the proportion is, of time that you have been working on a bike versus riding a bike? Ah. Uh, I want to say it's probably like 60-40, in all honesty. Working I'm surprised on you're riding, riding that much. Um, yeah, I, I maybe might be fudging the numbers there. That's <laughs> all good. Well, what you missed because you came in a little bit late because you were out riding your bike is, is interestingly, I think um, – the three of us have not been riding as much, I think, as as we would typically do, just for a variety of different reasons. I think, uh, you know, Brock's in the middle of a a ride. Uh, Guthrie's got, got uh, the vector vector issues, and me, I did my big tour, but otherwise, my bike's been sitting in my repair rack for a while. So you're rep- oh. you're repping for all four of us. I feel like. <laughs> I'm making up for all of all of the uh, the work you guys haven't done. Exactly. You're riding for four now. <laughs> 
Well, now I'm feeling really, I, I am not nearly the uh, mechanically inclined person that you are with the bike. I would love to, because I've been thinking about doing some real changes to my uh, main touring bike, including uh, and not limited to maybe doing something different with the handlebars and thinking about doing a Jones bar and stuff like that. I just don't have the capability or the tools to be able to pull that off because I'm no good with um, running a, a cable or anything like that. So I will, I will support my the hardest part. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah there's, there's that in... And my Brompton, to be clear, I didn't make all of the changes to the Brompton. I took that into Clever Cycles uh, to make those changes and will the birthplace do of the my, same. my Brompton, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I guess it was technically in the UK, but, you know, it routed through there. The midwife was. was <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, going back to how well engineered they are, I, I don't want to, that's not something I want to, like, figure out how to work on myself. I had a, uh, the seat clamp. <clears throat> plastic piece broke on me. And so um, oh. the, I got the part for it at my, at the, the kind of clever cycles of DC bicycle space. And uh, the, the mechanic was like, Hey, do you, do you want me to do it? Or do you want to do it? And I said, let me take a look. And I saw all these springs and little parts in it. And I was like, look, I'm just going to have him do it. <laughs> and when I watched him do it, he did it. It took him maybe five to six minutes and there was a little fiddling. And he's like, ah, ugh, ah, okay, got it done. And I told him after that, I said, that would take me about, three to seven hours to do and it wouldn't be done right so thank yeah. you my, my <laughs> can i um, i'd like to ask uh, guthrie you have some shop experience and what was the uh the maybe the least desirable or the most and hardest time spent on any mechanical object mm. um i don't know if any of it's less desirable <laughs> like you get frustrated working on things at times but it uh, generally, if you're following the rule of don't break it so much that you can't fix it, uh, is, is kind of a good one to go by. I would say things that require uh, precision that are matched with replacements on older componentry. And I like a good example of that would be if you have an older bike that has somewhat de-threaded uh, bottom bracket threads and you're trying to put a new mm. bottom bracket in, that type Ooh. of thing. It's, it's just kind of... Um, meticulous <laughs> and it's really easy to mess up if you aren't paying attention to um the, the state of the components that you're working on and the state of the new components trying to work with those old components i'd, I'd say that would probably be the the big one anything like that gotcha can i also give everybody a compliment i feel like i am the person who's got the uh the quarantine beard or whatever it is going on you guys all <laughs> look like you've got fresh haircuts freshly shaven faces uh, I I don't know how you're doing it. I was nah, so bored magic, yesterday. Man. I just I had to go with the home razor. Oh, I'm wearing a hat. The haircut isn't happening for me. <laughs> if I showed you the length of the top here, it would be it would be kind of. Yeah, let's just put it this way: Kimberly's bringing back the clippers from DC when she comes back. So, uh, and then God help me, she's going to probably be helping me with this. She did that before when I had the longer hair, and uh, we have pictures of the result. Not looking good. So this is going to be this is scary. This is going to be scary. She's on the. Yep, she's still on there. Hold on, let me. I heard if her. you have to clip bangs, you clip them vertically, not horizontally. Wait, yeah. What? <laughs> Hey, Kimberly, uh, are you excited to give me the haircut? Yeah, I, I remember. You look like the little dough boy. Little Dutch boy. <laughs> oh, da, Dutch dough boy. <laughs> well, what are you drinking tonight? No, never mind. I'm, right, I, I'm muting you again, but I love you. 
All right. Um, what else? Uh, oh, wow. Look at you. Yeah. I, I, the one thing that I, I read on Twitter, which I thought was hysterical, was um, a, a woman that I follow said that pretty soon everyone's going to know what, our, what our, our natural hair color is, which I thought was pretty funny. That was like a few days in, too. So I thought that was hysterical. That, that um, made its round on the, uh, on the SkyWest flight attendance pages, too. I bet. I bet. I bet. So I feel like that we've kind of, uh, as usual, dominated the first half of this. I'd love to open it up to f- other folks who are involved. Does uh, anybody uh, anybody want to throw? We got about 10 more minutes left before we get thrown off in our usual comically interrupted fashion, which is kind of fun, actually. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm gonna let me go into the uh, uh, the full gallery view. If you're on camera and want to share what you're doing, uh, get, raise, throw, throw up your hand and let's see. All right, Mark, I'm going to. I'm going to unmute you and you are, I think you're unmuted. Go ahead. Yeah. Mark, what, what you got? Well, I had to get an old beer cause I'm not, I drank the last one, but sip of sunshine. Nice. Lawson's finest out of Med River, uh, Vermont. It's really good. Fantastic. So I know you're from Rochester. I'm from central New York. I live in Oneida. Okay, sure. So, um, my, I've been writing a lot. I've, I'm, I've been home for the last month or more. I'm working in a, at home. And um, I have a touring bike and a, and a fat bike. I've been riding a fat bike all winter, but I've got my uh, Trek 520 out, and um, I've got a nice loop. We have um, hills to the south, so I'll head up the hills, and and then I can catch um, go up go out about six or seven miles, and then I head over to there's a brand new rail trail in Oneida, the, the Oneida Rail Trail that um, goes um, west towards uh, Wampsville. Oh and, wow. Um, and then from there, there's a, also just opened up this past year. That's that's Stone Dust. And then there's um, Lennox Trail, which goes to Canastota. So on my round trip, I head back down to the flatlands, and I and I can hop on uh, the Lennox Rail Trail or the Oneida Rail Trail, or a slight detour will take me onto the old Erie Canal part of the Empire Trail. So that's I've fantastic. got those in my backyard for. Um, and when I've go, gone on my bike ride, rides last week or so daily, um, I haven't seen a soul except a, maybe once, once or twice. I'll see someone on one of the trails. I was going to ask how busy, but not busy at all. I can once you head out of this little city of Oneida, you're you're in farmland and um, you don't see it. Yeah. Really beautiful area. If you ever get a chance after all of this is done, you could do a whole heck of a lot worse than biking up in that direction. That's fantastic. I really like what New York State's doing with um, uh, interconnecting all these trails and all the new trails. I, I'm super excited to get up there again and bring the bike. So, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've hey, got Mark. A, kind of, kind of been a, a grassroots thing, and um, all the rail beds are the rails were pulled 20, 30 years ago, and most of them are in the public domain. So, it's a it's in the Oneida Rail Trail is a triangular um, um, loop with three interconnecting railroads, and because we're the city was founded by railroads, um, and all the other neighboring communities are from the canal, so it's just a short distance to get to Wampsville to connect with the canal. So basically, where the whole goal was to connect with it. Erie Canal Trail. That's fantastic. That's really great. I love seeing that. I love seeing that. Thank, Mark, thanks so much for sharing. And it's good to, good to hear from somebody uh, uh, in central New York again. Yeah, I, you, you, yeah. I famously went to Syracuse. So everybody knows yeah. that because I talk oh, about yes. it all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> have, you seen the, uh, have you seen the dome? I, I, I'm excited for it. And I understand that next, uh, the, this fall, they're going to do graduation in there. And I may just go up there just to uh, just go celebrate with the, the graduates. So yeah. If, with the dome, have you seen? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. No, okay. I'm, but I'm, look, I'm saving look. it. Well, Google, uh, Google, uh, they have a live cam 
they're taking off, they've deflated the dome, yeah. and they're building this huge superstructure to have put up a permanent, permanent roof. Yeah, redoing the roof and everything. Yeah, it's it's kind of exciting and at the same time kind of sad, but it's going to recreate the skyline for the city of Syracuse. So it should be Absolutely. really interesting. So thanks, thanks. anyways, Mark, thanks so much. Really appreciate you uh, uh, sharing with us here. Uh, folks, so anybody else? Edward, let's get you yep. in. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm muted. Like Scott. Oh, um, Scott. Okay. I'm, I'm only going okay. with what, what the screen is telling me. Scott, yeah, thanks I'm, so much. I'm, I'm, I'm li- right at the present time. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, okay. there's about a 20 mile loop I do. And, um, and I've been doing it every time it's not raining. I'm out doing it. It's cold because it's usually in the 50s degrees. But if it's not raining, I'll like tomorrow, it's not supposed to rain. I'll be out riding. So I, I in terms of social distancing, I'm a, I, I take the position there's almost always a wind blowing where I'm riding, and there's not that many people out on the bike path. So usually I just literally hold my breath when I go around people for about three, three to five seconds each way, and um, I'm out of the distance, I hope. I haven't caught the virus yet. So. I've been doing that too when, when I walk. <laughs> just kind of. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, Even in the supermarkets, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Even, are, are you all wearing masks uh, during all this too? Because I've I've started to be wearing a mask in public. Uh, I wear it in a su- I wear it in the supermarket, but I don't ride with a mask. Yeah, I have seen yeah. people riding with a mask. It's very hard to ride with a mask. I think if you have a good mask, I mean, I I used to live in Colorado and skied with a mask uh-huh. or cold and keep, but um, it's it's it, it's really hard to ride with a mask. I agree with Ron. Yeah. I did a tour a few years back and uh, there was a big, big uh, wildfires in California and I had to wear a mask going through it just because yeah, the smoke yeah. was so thick in the air. And it was, it was difficult. It really was difficult, but you know, <laughs> you, you make do when, when, when you got <laughs> conditions that warrant it. I could tell you yeah, that much. Then. I did ride the Rockies in Colorado and we had a forest fire issue one year and uh, yeah, people wore bandanas across their uh, Like Mr. Dennis is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like just like that. That's awesome. This bandana Scott, I so got much. from Golden Pliers in Portland, Oregon. That's yeah, awesome. Bandana. That's awesome. Hey, Scott, thanks so much for sharing. I really appreciate that. Folks, we've got uh, four minutes left, so I think we got time for maybe one more. Anybody else uh, interested in sharing? If not, sure. Lisa, I want to give you a shout out because I just recently recorded an episode of uh, um, the uh, uh, Warm Showers podcast, which is uh, going to be coming out in the next few weeks, potentially. I think that that's, that's their launch strategy. And of course, I got to tell the story of you being my training wheels for, yeah. for uh, Warm Showers. Yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't I didn't, do, I didn't name you specifically, but I, I, you, you were named in spirit. So in any, in any event, I, yeah, yeah I, I, I wanted to give you a shout out for that since you're here tonight. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's good to see you. It's great to see you too. But Lisa, yeah. as, as if you listen to uh, my Ohio to Erie Trail episodes last year, Lisa kind of saved me from an outage in, in the Akron area. And uh, we ended up having a great time, great evening over yeah. pizza and beer. So that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah it was nice. Let's see, Guthrie, I feel like, what, what, do you, what do you got? You got anything to wrap things up? Anything that you're looking forward to this week? I am looking forward to hanging out on the front yard and playing with the cat. Done because that Done. is always fun. Aaron, what's uh, what's on on your uh, schedule for this week? Um, well, today is one of my niece's birthdays, and so I filmed myself washing my hands and singing the happy birthday song to her. And so I'm editing all that out and putting a nice video together for her. And I also got the rest of my family to pester her and send her wa- hand washing videos. 
as well. <laughs> um, other than that, I got dinner. I got to make in a little bit. That's that's all what I'm looking forward to right now. <laughs> Haven't our lives all gotten a lot simpler? Oh Just yeah, a lot simpler. Oh, yeah. We wash our hands. We make dinner. We eat dinner. We clean up for dinner. We go to sleep. We wake up. We work at home sometimes. Some sometimes we go out. I mean, just the life has gotten a lot simpler. It's really interesting. Brock, I know you're in the midst of a move. What else is uh, going on for you? Yeah, well, uh, we're going to press this into a podcast. We're going to press the last happy hour into a podcast and uh, the amazing Ryan Hashigan episode. From oh, my gosh. So down the pipe too. Yes. Yeah, great stories about riding in boats. It's always boat month. And uh, this <laughs> this one is uh, probably, I would say, one of the best boat episodes we've ever had. Oh, wow. That's so a I'm tall order. There have been a that. lot of yeah. excellent boat month episodes. It's very yeah. boaty this year. Very boaty. Very much so, yeah. <laughs> That's that fantastic. and the bike pile un, uh, unpiled. Ah. Well, folks, we are under a minute right now, so we want to do our our, our hysterical end of show, uh, 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 you know, final ending where we just get cut off. But uh, make sure you listen to the Sprocket Podcast coming out this month. Episode number uh, two hundred one just came out for the Pedal Shift Project, and next week is the thrilling conclusion. So uh, two hundred for all of that. Two, so many episodes. Two hundred one. So anyways, folks. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining. We'll be back next week for another thrilling happy hour. <laughs> uh, five timers club for uh, the happy hour. Oh, nice. We need to get patches. We're gonna get, I'll get a patch for it, I guess. <laughs> That's right. A virtual patch. Everybody, go uh, uh, brush your teeth, wash your hands. Have a great Stay night. Stay safe. You too, guys. Good night. Hey, let's all scream until the thing uh, clips off. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, I want to know what love is. <laughs> I want you to show me. That's the worst ending ever. <laughs> I want to feel what love is. your native Lou Graham, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, for real. Anna's throwing stuff at me right now. <laughs> is there a, yeah, I can just see people leaving in droves. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, what is that noise? <laughs> All right, everybody. It's, like less than, it's been saying less than a minute for the last five minutes. I don't know. I feel like Zoom is like lying to us. It's uh, oh, you, it's the COVID special, you know, where right. everybody's just releasing all yeah. of their content. And maybe the folks at Zoom are watching this and they're like, we don't want this to end. <laughs> yes, of course, <laughs> they don't want it to end. And then it ends comically ending again. <laughs>